Welcome to Creative Biolab Science Channel. As an experienced expert and reliable partner, Creative Biolabs is proficient in lipid-based drug delivery and functional liposome development. With versatile methods, diverse products, superior quality, and fast turnaround, we are confident to provide optimum solutions tailored to boost your R&D projects. Dear friends in the audience, you are welcome to listen to our program on time every Saturday night. As our sharing guest, Dr. Smith came to our program today as promised. There is a lot of interesting knowledge waiting for us to explore. I believe everyone is looking forward to his arrival. Let's welcome Dr. Smith with warm applause. Would you say hello to our audience, Dr. Smith? Good evening, everyone. Good evening, Beth. It is quite nice to see you again. Thank you for your invitation. I'm very excited to be here. Efficient delivery of oligonucleotides into a variety of tissues remains a major challenge. Oligonucleotides are generally large, hydrophilic polyanions, a property that means they do not easily pass through the plasma membrane. To solve the delivery problem of oligonucleotides, a variety of delivery systems have been developed. Lipid formulation is one of the most common approaches to enhancing nucleic acid delivery. The lipid nanoparticles have low modification difficulty, high biodegradability, and biocompatibility, and are characterized by low immunogenicity. Some lipid nanoparticles are liposomes containing ionizable lipids, phosphatidylcholine, cholesterol, and polyethylene glycolipid conjugates. Another widely used delivery method is to couple oligonucleotides with various entities. The most widely studied is ligand coupling. Selective delivery through receptor-mediated mechanism is also the main clinical strategy to deliver RNA drugs to hepatocytes. We summarized the research progress of anionic or neutral liposome delivery oligonucleotides in the last episode. Today, we will focus on the application of cationic liposomes for oligonucleotide delivery. Where do we start, Dr. Smith? Although there has been considerable interest in the potential application of liposomes for antisense oligonucleotide delivery, it has been surprising that there is little information. Furthermore, liposomes can serve as a useful model system to study the permeation of various types of oligonucleotides on biological membranes. As mentioned earlier, antisense oligonucleotides can be encapsulated into liposomes, or they can be electrostatically bound to the surface of liposomes. Electrostatic interactions can be described as cationic liposomes are mixed with negatively charged oligonucleotides and are adsorbed to the liposome surface. In general, increasing doses lead to liposome aggregation and subsequent fusion and precipitation may occur. But this is not always the case, and in some cases, complexes with lamellar symmetry are also produced. Cryoelectron microscopy did observe a similar sequence. Why does concentration affect the morphology of liposomes? Under what circumstances do lamellar vesicles appear? The lower ratio of positive to negative charge resulted in the change of liposome morphology from elliptical to elliptical. At high charge ratios, however, liposome fusion occurs. Unilamellar and oligolamellar liposomes are formed that are generally around 1 to 5 microns in size. At moderate scales, precipitation may occur when the fat concentration exceeds 1 millimeter. These precipitates resemble aggregated multilamellar vesicles and thus have lamellar symmetry. So, 
Does the shape of the liposomes determine their interaction with the oligonucleotides? Not completely. This interaction depends on electrostatic and ionic strength. However, in close separation, when negatively charged, oligonucleotides can attach to vesicles, van der Waals interactions may dominate. In liposome systems, shape change upon adsorption is a common observation. If adsorption increases the area of the outer monolayer, an increasingly larger deviation in sphericity is observed. Whereas strong interactions reduce the area, resulting in negative curvature and invagination. When the mismatch of the two lobes reaches about 3 to 5%, the membrane ruptures and lipids reorganize, and fusion usually occurs. It was reported that DOTAP and DOPE liposomes were titrated with antisense oligonucleotides and found that the largest complex size was formed when the positive-to-negative charge ratio was equal to 1. What is this complex used for? The destabilization of neutral and negatively charged liposomes by these complexes was used to model their interactions with lipid bilayers and with cells. Fluorescently labeled calcium was only significantly released in negatively charged or drug-containing liposomes. In neutral liposomes, however, it was not significantly released and was only released when the ratio of positive to negative charges was lower than 1. I read that the fusion kinetic studies have shown that secondary reactions of aggregation rates limit fusion to primary reactions. What does it mean? This indicated a concentration dependence, so kinetic effects were employed. In other words, adding excess oligonucleotides to liposomes, if done at low concentrations, may form a stable suspension of negatively charged particles. Precipitation may form if carried out at higher concentrations. In general, however, these are complex and heterogeneous systems. Moreover, the formation of clusters often occurs, which complicates any theoretical analysis. So far, there has not been much research involving the interaction between these two systems. What useful information exists on the interaction of this complex with cells and the measurement of biological endpoints? A study showed that antisense nucleotides that hybridized to the August translation initiation codon of human intercellular adhesion molecule were 1,000-fold more potent. Qualitative measurements of phosphorothiode oligonucleotide binding to cells showed that in the presence of higher concentrations of dogma liposomes, the oligonucleotides bound to cells increased by a factor of 6 to 15 at low concentrations. Fluorescently labeled oligonucleotides detect intracellular distribution. In the absence of dogma, the oligonucleotides were predominantly punctate fluoresced and localized in discrete structures in the cytoplasm. This pattern was different in the presence of dogma-dope liposomes. In addition to cytoplasmic foci, the nucleus was also found to contain labeled molecules. How to measure the activity of antisense oligonucleotide molecules by in vitro experiments? The addition of free antisense molecules to cell cultures did not reduce human intercellular adhesion molecule expression at any concentration. However, adding a certain number of liposomes almost completely inhibited the expression of human intercellular adhesion molecules. This result indicated that cationic liposomes not only increased the intracellular uptake of antisense molecules. Also, cationic liposomes significantly altered the intracellular distribution of antisense molecules. According to the report, reagents that interfere with endocytosis, such as chloroquine or ammonium chloride that increase lysosomal pH, do not affect the transfection efficiency of cells. What does this mean? 
This suggests that some molecules can bypass the endocytic pathway for cell entry. However, it has also been reported that the sodium ionoforminescent almost completely abolished the nuclear uptake of antisense molecules, while the calcium ionophore had no effect. This points to the extreme complexity of these interactions, and many similar experiments must be performed before these systems can be understood. However, such an entry is consistent with the previous discussion of lipid-mediated perforation. Is it possible to try to increase the activity of antisense therapy by synthesizing new lipids while using commercially available cationic liposome formulations? Several research groups are working on this. Two polyaminolipids that couple spermine and spermidine to cholesterol via a carbamate bond were used to track the uptake and cellular distribution of the antisense molecule. The study found that the spermine cholesterol compound was as effective as adiponectin, while spermidine was more effective. According to the researchers, these compounds are relatively non-toxic to mammalian cells and are effective in the presence of serum. What data did the researchers have on cytotoxicity caused by increased lipid concentrations? Cell proliferation experiments showed that when the concentration of dopma dope reached a certain level, its cytotoxicity increased rapidly. The cytotoxic effects of the other two drugs were not significant. At concentrations where dopa-slash-dope killed all cells, about 50% of the cells in the spermine cholesterol sample were viable, and in the spermidine cholesterol sample, about 80% were viable. Detailed studies of cellular uptake have shown that the spermidine oligonucleotide complex has the fastest uptake kinetics and uptake levels. With 36 MERS of phosphodiester antisense oligonucleotides, it was observed that co-administration with polyaminolipids significantly improved the chemical stability of the oligonucleotides. Is this the first report to note that some lipids with more than one positive charge are effective in the presence of serum? Of course not. More active multi-charged cationic lipids can enter cells directly because these micelle-forming lipids create transient pores in the membrane. Flow cytometry showed that the concentration of antisense molecules in cells increased after adding liposomes. Uptake time was reduced by a factor of 20, and 65 to 75% of cells showed intrinsic fluorescence compared to only 2% when naked oligonucleotides were used. Are there any studies discussing the mechanism by which oligonucleotides enter cells and are released from cationic liposomes? Some researchers observed fluorescently labeled oligonucleotides and lipids under a confocal microscope. It was found that the complex dissociated shortly after enginealization. While oligonucleotides accumulate in the nucleus, lipids remain in focus in the cytoplasm. Test tube studies also showed that the complexes released oligonucleotides upon incubation with anionic lipids. Similar to the findings on DNA, most charged reagents such as adenosine triphosphate, polyglutamic acid, DNA, RNA, as well as histones, spermine, spermidine, and polylysine were not able to induce oligonucleotides or cationic lipids class release. Upon charge neutralization, only agents with stronger negative charge densities, such as dextrin sulfate or heparin, were able to induce drug release, but to a lesser extent than anionic liposomes. What is the reason for the early release of endosomes after incubation in cell culture? It is speculated that lipid turnover occurs due to the mixing of cationic lipids with the cytoplasm-facing endosomal vacuolar monolayer following membrane perturbation and local destabilization. However, it is unclear why the same process cannot occur at the plasma membrane. 
because the distribution and asymmetry of the plasma membrane are similar, if not identical, to the endosomal membrane from which it is separated. It has been observed that some biological polyelectrolytes can induce the release of nucleic acids from the genome. This may be important for in vivo delivery. On the one hand, it neutralizes the complexes before they reach the target cells. But on the other hand, it allows the wrapping and stabilizing of cationic genomes with anionic polyelectrolytes that do not release complexes. Recent developments in liposome technology have found ways to deliver antisense oligonucleotides. What's the next big step? The next important step is to deliver these drugs in vivo. For many of these applications, when targeting, stability and circulation, and escape from intracellular vacuoles are required, the field will follow the thorny path led by targeting liposome-encapsulated low-molecular weight drugs along the way. The most successful application to date has been the use of small, sterically stable liposomes for extravasation in tumors and sites of infection and inflammation. This provides an opportunity to deliver antisense oligonucleotides to these sites. In general, what methods are currently used to increase endocytosis? Because these liposomes are not normally internalized, time-varying shedding of the polymer coating can be exploited to increase endocytosis. Bilayer compositions can also be pH-sensitive. The presence of the targeting ligand and whether the receptor is endocytosed can further improve delivery. Furthermore, under the unstable polyethylene glycol coating, other reactive groups can be hidden and activated after a trigger or after a specific period. Perhaps there are also new developments that could lead to the efficient delivery of these specific molecules. In conclusion, antisense oligonucleotides have made significant progress in recent years. Some researchers have suggested that normally, sustained release systems are used to increase activity in the body. If some improvement is detected, this treatment is likely to rely on nonspecific effects. What nonspecific mechanisms might explain the observed therapeutic activity? They include nonspecific binding to small molecules, cleavage of targets, nonspecific binding to proteins, nonspecific cellular activation of transcription factors, interference with viral adsorption, penetration, and uncoating, and toxicity of antisense degradation products activation of immune responses and binding to growth factors and cell anchoring proteins, such as fibronectin and laminin, are also discussed as possible nonspecific effects and therapeutic endpoints. That is all. So much for our content today. Thanks to Dr. Smith for his wonderful science popularization. Thank you for listening. There will be more interesting knowledge waiting for us in the next program. See you next time. Thank you. I hope we will see you next time.